1: I do miss it and i do miss competition when i uh, when i watch and so on but i am just really happy with my with my decision because i know how much i've been through and and also what i've done last couple of years to try to get back like i really worked so hard and i put so much energy and effort into it and i didn't really have the results i wanted and i had so many injuries and it was very frustrating so um knowing that it was time for me to separate away
0: everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated slash Tennis Channel Tennis Podcast. We are uh, starting the U.S. hardcourt season this week, but we have a uh, we have a special guest. This was another one of your suggestions that uh, we tried to make materialize, so thanks to whoever suggested this. This week we are joined by Anna Ivanovich, who is only one time zone away. She, mm. with her husband Bastian Schweinsteiger, lives in Chicago, at least for the... Uh, for the near future. Um, always a favorite to cover, delightful personality. She retired in December, and we talk a little bit about what she misses and doesn't miss about tennis, what life is like living in the Midwest, some of her uh, some of her reading habits. Just a very nice conversation with uh, with a delightful delightful person who uh, I, I submit would make for an excellent tennis commentator. Uh, so here she is. This is a fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. Anna Ivanovich, former world number one. How are you?
1: yeah good, good. thank you. Just uh, enjoying the foggy morning in Chicago.
0: You sound like you're only one time zone away it's it's uh it's it's been a good summer
1: um yeah it' been it's been weird because it's the first summer here, obviously, and it's really humid, so the weather is very temperamental. It's either very hot and humid and then it like rains and it's windy and it's thunder, so it's really strange. <laughs>
0: It beats January, February, and March. Um, so I saw. I saw you went to Wrigley Field. So you you checked that off the list. Have you been to? Uh, yes. You've done the Art Institute.
1: Um, yes, I've been there too, um, I, I checked like, Millennium Park, all the museums, Wrigley's Field, um, also I've been to Blackhawks game, which was so much fun, it was my first ice hockey game ever, and uh, it was so much energy, so I'm really actually excited for the season to start. Um, also I've been to Chicago Bulls basketball, we have um, a Serbian guy playing there, Mirotic, uh, right. which, uh, is, which is a friend of ours, so it's um, it's nice to go and watch. And um, obviously, on uh, on Wednesday, actually, um, bass is gonna play on um, uh, Soldier's Field, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be exciting.
0: Do you uh, don't, don't don't be too specific. Are you living downtown, or are you out in the suburbs?
1: Yeah no no we're in we're in downtown so we are in the city center which is which is really nice because um there is so many things to do and you can just walk to the beach and um nice shops and restaurants around and um yeah we we like it here we we moved from manchester so um from suburbs of manchester so we wanted to stay in the city
0: have you been to second city the the comedy uh <laughs> yeah. it, it's put, put that on your list of things to do it's a fun uh it's a fun okay. night out. That and were you, you played Whirly Ball yet? Have you done No. I'll, no. I'll, when we're when we're done I'll I'll email these to you. Second city and Whirly Ball and then, okay. then you're then you're good with Chicago. Um, all right, all right. Well I had to I
1: had to have a hot dog with no ketchup, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> don't read the book uh I, I always thought of you as a reader too. Um don't read the jungle. But then th- then uh okay. then go eat a hot dog exactly um <laughs> what is this what has this been like with no ten- I mean, this is uh i'm guessing this is the first summer since you were a very little girl with no uh with no tennis what's it been like
1: yeah it's um it's been very different here i must say um to be honest i i really started to miss it but i haven't had a chance to play that much because i've been very busy with some other projects that have been going on and um some sort of um, other interest that I picked up. But I actually been to Paris for French Open for a few days and then to London for Wimbledon and just going there as a, as a spectator. And obviously I had some of the commitments um, for sponsors to do, but it just had completely different feel to it. And I must say I did enjoy because um, I got to see all my friends and everything, but um, yet there was, um, there was no that uh, feeling of, oh my God, I have to go to bed because I have to play next day. Or I have training that early, so not having that day-to-day schedule, it kind of feels nice.
0: You, I think you came up to the to the tennis channel booth, but I was down doing courtside. Uh, I was doing, I wasn't there. But are you? I mean, are you following the results? Did you watch the Wimbledon final, or, or are you sort of that was one phase of my life, and I'm moving on to the next one.
1: Um, no, actually, I love watching, and um, me and my husband watch it all the time. So we can't wait for like big events, and um, yeah, we follow everything. And obviously, I have still many friends that are competing and that I keep in touch with. So obviously, I take interest in their results and so on. Um, I like with, sometimes. I mean, I, I was I was I was um, telling this to your colleagues the Danish Channel. Like sometimes here in the states, it's hard to get all the women matches on TV, <laughs> but um, I try to watch as much as I can. <laughs>
0: We will uh, we will pass this on to Steve Simon. We would like to uh, see yes. women's tennis back on on Tennis Channel, but we we won't go there now. But um, I, I was saying, you know what what I always liked about you covering you is you were one of the few athletes who read books. As someone who uh, feeds yes. his family by typing, that that was always nice. What what are you reading these days?
1: Actually, I just picked up a new book. Um, it's called "What Alice Forgot." And it's by Lainey Morrissey, I think she's Australian writer, I think, and I read a couple of her books this war, and this book like really got me like into it. I read like hundred pages yesterday, and I just started
0: what Alice forgot um yes. I, yeah
1: yeah it's really it's really interesting concept
0: is it uh I remember last time you were reading, oh i forget is, is this this is sort of uh I'm, I'm trying to say this nicely. this is contemporary female fiction.
1: Yeah. Wait, I'll yes. type it in. Oh
0: here it is. Here, all right, I got you. She discovers her honeymoon is truly over. She's getting divorced. She has three kids and she's thirty nine years old. All right. We yes, will uh exactly. we will link that.
1: So yeah, so basically she just wakes up, like actually she, she was doing like a spin class and then she paints and then she wakes up and she realizes she forgot last ten years of her life. So she's trying to figure out what happened.
0: <laughs> I think in three years we will all be uh that's that's gonna get option for a movie. That has that has film development written all over it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think actually on the book it says soon to be major motion pictures, so there you go.
0: Do you write? Do do you do you try to write yourself?
1: No, not so much. I I don't think I have talent for it. Although I do have so many notebooks and pencils, I love to write. But I li- I like to write quotes. So like if there is a quote that I like in a book or just some. Um, quote that I heard or read somewhere, I I always write it down. So um, this is kind of things I like to to put on paper. But other than that, I don't really write so much about. Uh, I never wrote a diary.
0: <laughs> I love that. Do, do you ever hear of John Hughes, who uh, he he wrote and directed all of these Chicago movies, you know, the, the Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller and Sixteen Candles?
1: Okay.
0: They, they said he had. Uh, he he passed away, and his his kids didn't even know this. But they, they found three thousand notebooks when uh, w- when he passed away. Oh my that, god! That's how he wrote his screenplays, though. He just took like you did. He uh, he'd come across a nice piece of speech or a nice quote, and and that's how he uh, that's how he wrote his screenplays. Oh, wow. but anyway, um,
1: that, that's amazing. But if I go if I go to the bookstore, like or to the notebook store, whatever, it's like Barnes and Noble. I'm there for an hour at least.
0: <laughs> so nice to hear that. Um, the uh, I, I was thinking about, you know, you you've obviously been coming to the United States for for years and years and years, but it's much different. You, you go to the hotel in Indian Wells or Miami. You're you're really living here now. What what has it been like when when your friends back home say what's what's it like living in the United States? What do you tell them?
1: Um, yes, you're right. Um, I've been visiting America for a long, long time, and it's it's really different living here. Um, what I really like about it is that basically everything is open and everything is available twenty four hours. Because many places that's not the case, and um, I have residents in Switzerland. So I spend some time there, and at like 6 p.m., everything shuts on the weekend. Most of the things are shut, and that's the time where you have to actually walk around and do things. And here, I feel like everything is open. Everyone is out and about, and it's alive. And this is what um, what I like and I enjoy. And um, I must say, people are very helpful, at least here. I know they call Chicago sort of Midwest. Right. Um, but uh, the people are super friendly, and they always have time to to help you or so on. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been really nice. Yeah, being here. The, the only one thing is that it it is a little bit further from from home, so it does take a little longer, like to go back and for family and friends to come over. But um, yeah, it's 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 for the moment, and we like it.
0: How How long are you here through through your husband's season, or is this something you could see? Really relocating.
1: Um, well, I think we are here for the for the season, and then we'll see if um, his contract gets extended. But um, yeah, we would be happy to stay here a little longer, but um, yeah, you never know. And, and this is one thing that uh, being a sports person, you understand that. And um, sometimes you have to be flexible, and um, you don't really know what's going to happen the next month or the month after that.
0: <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, that you you and your husband are obviously both athletes, but your existences must have been so different, where he might not have known sort of season to season where he was playing, but at least there was a home game and a locker room and home fans. And you knew, you know, the second week of March, you would be in Indian Wells and then you'd go to Miami, but you were living out of a suitcase 35 weeks a year. I mean, it seems to me your rhythms must have been really different in a way.
1: Exactly, and this is something that we speak about a lot um, between us because it is so different. Um, I mean, of course, both are professional sports on a high level, but it's just, and and he always says it's so much harder what I've done because, um, you know, spending time on your own, it's, it's not so easy. You have your team who travels with you, but, you know, at the end of the day, win or lose, you are alone in your hotel room. And like you say, you live out of suitcase. At least in a soccer world, you have game away, but you fly straight back and you're straight with your friends or family or um, your wife or or husband. But um, in our sport, it's not really the case. And it's week after week. And and like you say, different continents. So um, it is very, um, very demanding and and very different in that sense. And and also they have teammates. And um, we do have team, but it's... It's not really the same, you know. It's not uh, like you can uh, confine in your coach sometimes, or that um, sometimes he understands uh, the the emotions that you are going through. Are
0: Are you surprised by by how much or how little you miss tennis? Um, actually,
1: to be honest, how little. Really. Um, because I. Uh, yeah, I, I I do miss it, and I do miss competition when I uh, when I watch and so on. But I, I'm just really happy with my with my decision because I know how much I've been through and and also um, what I've done last couple of years to try to get back. Like I really worked so hard. And, um, I, and my team knows that, and I put so much energy and effort into it, and I didn't really have the results I wanted, and I had so many injuries, and it was very frustrating, so um, knowing that, um, that's why I'm like, I don't miss that, because I really felt like I gave my all, and um, it's time for me, yeah, it was time for me to step step away, because it was... Um, it was not um, not coming back as I thought, and I was hindered by so many little pains and niggles. So um, I'm very happy at the moment um, just doing yoga and having low-impact low, low impact, uh, sports.
0: Are you cooking right now?
1: Um, I do a little bit. I do a little bit. Not so much. Um, because like I love fish, and I love to cook fish, but my husband doesn't really eat so much fish. But then it's like, okay, like I cook meat more for him. And then, um, but we eat out a lot. And uh, to be honest, last few months I've been traveling so much. So um, it was not, uh, I, I didn't spend much time at home.
0: <laughs> I meant, right. I felt like I heard pan. I thought you were like making something Midwest. I thought you were making, you know, cheese grits or something. Um, what, um, I, mm-hmm. I want to, do you, do you think about your career much? I mean, are, are you sort of reflecting and taking inventory of your career?
1: Yes yeah I do and I did even more so um like beginning of the year so sort of like coming up to my decision and then a few months after that I've been thinking so much about my career and everything and um actually looking back and reflecting I'm even more proud of everything that I achieved because just looking back and all the little steps that I took to get actually to where I got to and to become professional and I achieved more than I dreamed of and um and all the effort and, and commitment that went into it, I really, um, I'm really i really proud of myself. And I just think also for, for, for my friends who are still playing, you know, and um, when you are playing, it, you get so wind up about the pressures and like week after week and the results and so on, and you forget how much good you actually do and how my, how hard you work. And it's hard to, to, to just... Um, take that for granted and think like you're not good enough or like you didn't have great results, but it's all also about the effort and everything. And you know, we are all destined for different things. And um, just looking back at all that, I really um, I really appreciate and I sort of give myself tap on the back for the first time, I think in 10 years, like about everything that I've done. I'll
0: give you a pat on the back. You know what I'll give you a pat on the back for? I will give you a pat on the back not for two thousand eight, but how you handled everything everything after that. You you played for yeah. uh you know, you you played for what, eight eight years after uh you, you won a major and became number one and you, you were a professional the whole time. I can say this now that I'm not covering you and you're retired. You were you were never less than a professional even after you became number one. That's that's my pat on the back oh. to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, um, I really feel like um, everything that happened up to 2008 and winning French Open and becoming number one, it was like, um, it it was like in one breath. It's sort of like, I just trained so hard. I put everything in it. And everything was coming so easy. And after that, I kept doing the same things. But I just kept having like little injuries then like some um after I lost some matches I sort of lost my confidence like completely and it was really difficult especially being a young girl and um and having some and being in a spotlight and I was always super shy so um I really struggled for like 2009-10 that was really difficult years and then I really um yeah tried hard to to come back and what I achieved in 2014 I'm super proud of.
0: I, I, you know, I always wanted to ask you about that, and I want to be careful how I word this, but h- how did you balance some of the opportunity and responsibility that came with not just being number one, but being, you know, a, a face of a sport and someone who is marketed with your personality, which I, I don't think necessarily was about marketing and going to parties and, and being an extrovert. How d- How did you balance sort of the responsibility of being a, a top player with your nature and your constitution, which probably was a little more introverted. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. So basically that's, I think, where the biggest conflict was because I played tennis because I loved the game. And I been doing it my whole life because I love the game but then at one point when I became number one in one grand plan, the expectations and the way people saw me was completely different and that's not what I wanted. I didn't want to be famous. I didn't do it for these reasons. And like you say, I didn't want to go to parties. I didn't want to be in a spotlight. I just wanted to play tennis and to enjoy the game and all of a sudden it all changed and all, all became like oh you have to do these things. You have to do this commitment. You have to do that. And for me it was not about that it was about tennis and these things actually took away what I loved because I all of a sudden I didn't have so much time anymore to Train and so on, I had to share the time with other commitments. and then like obviously you you didn't have your rhythm anymore and it put so much um stress and my confidence was was dropping, you know, because you didn't have the same rhythm and you had sort of different kind of expectations and views and things and that's what I sort of battled. Um, for a while and then you know like once you grow up and and you know sort of you go through your 20s and you learn a lot about yourself and get confidence and so on of course it becomes a little bit easier but being a 20 year old it was it was very overwhelming all that because it was not my personality
0: are there resources i mean i i know you know some players have and i think you did this too you just have a, a whole set of friends that doesn't care about defending points and that don't know what tournaments are coming up and just get away from tennis, but are, are there resources where you can sort of resources to help with that adjustment, or is that just something you, you've got to figure out for yourself?
1: Um, well, I, I mean obviously like my coaches try to help a little bit and so on, but it's 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 a learning curve and it's individual for everyone and you can talk to also like um professional and get professional help a little bit and, and i know some people work with mental coaches and, and and i did for a little bit too because i wanted to understand more what's going on especially that i do have interest in psychology so i wanted to really understand that but um yeah i saw like all these little tricks like i'm like i know these tricks so uh, it's not gonna work. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was not
0: so easy, I guess. You you are bright and analytical, and it, it sounds like uh, you know there, there's a long history of players that have retired at around your age. You know, Kim Kleisters and Lindsay and and Justine and Martina Hingis, and it sounds like you're not really thinking about coming back. But have you have you thought about commentary?
1: Um a little bit i mean i wouldn't mind doing it time to time but um to be honest i'm I'm happy to just come and watch i love watching sports obviously i love sports and i love being um part of, of it and like i said i have friends and so on but i can't really see myself coming back on tour in any sense like as a coach or so on um as a commentator i mean maybe doing um sometimes but not not full-time like um i like Lindsay or tracy or um yeah christy not it's not something that i see myself doing at the moment
0: T- take this word. Can,
1: again you don't know what happens in some years yeah
0: exactly but but i but i think a lot of these commentator gigs are you know you you can yeah i mean you know i i do the the slams but sometimes i'll go months without going to event. i mean i, th- I think a, I think you'd be good, but I also think there are ways to do it where you don't have to make this a a full time job. But um, take take this wherever you want you know take this wherever you want. But uh, what what do you make of Novak over the last year?
1: I mean, it's it's difficult. It's difficult for me to to say because I do know him well. I mean, we kind of grew up together and and so on. And um, I can kind of relate a little bit to what he's going through because. It's not easy. Um, he's been on top of the game for so long. And that is amazing. And everything that he achieved over past years, it's been just unbelievable. And winning French Open last year and sort of completing that dream that he had, it's you're, you're, you get kind of depleted a little bit and you do get a little tired. So you have to really step back and, and uh, sort of reassess your goals and so on. And you realize how much hard work goes into it and you need to match that day after day year after year and he's been doing it for so long so i completely understand that he could be a little bit worn out and tired so um I'm, i i think the decision to take the rest of the year off is probably good for him i mean it's it's difficult because everyone probably wants to see him play and so on but for him to 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 like that's just my personal opinion like i haven't spoken to him or anything but i just think it's it's a good time maybe to sort of reflect and, and take some time off away from the game and start to get fit and ready for next season. And that's something that Roger did last year. And I mean, he came back so strong this year. So, um, I don't blame him for taking the decision. And like I say, I can really relate to it. And, um, there were moments in my career where I wish I did that rather than just push through. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I do think it's a probably a good thing
0: it sounds like you must have a really unique perspective on the difference between an individual sport and a team sport. Um, Do do you and your husband talk about that?
1: Yes. Yeah, we we spoke a lot. I mean, we didn't speak uh, too specifically, but just in general, like it's it's very, very different. The dynamics are so different and everything. And um, there are obviously like, Um, good sides and bad sides like in everything so you know like my husband always says oh you're so lucky you always get to decide for yourself and you can take responsibility and so on and then I said yes but you know sometimes you have a bad day but you have great teammates who can take you out of the trouble (laughs) you know so um, you know, so it's, it's, and you know, like one time I was feeling so tired, like I've been playing so many matches in a row and I said to him, you know, like I have a match today and I feel so heavy in my legs. And so, and he's like, well, maybe today you don't have to run so much. And I'm like, you forget I'm alone on the court. Yeah, I exactly.
0: <laughs> right. When, when you go to a, uh, when you go to a Chicago Bulls game, you'll, you'll see that some players, uh, play, play harder than others. If it's, if it's only you on that side of the net, there's, there's nowhere to hide. Um,
1: exactly And if you are if you're one of the players who works hard You get frustrated But if you are tired You have teammates to, to, to sort of save you
0: um, So, so when, when you were coming on I asked uh, I, I asked readers to send in some, some questions So I, you, do you know speed round? Re- real quick, short, short answers um, okay. I'm looking at here we, we got a lot of good questions for you One of them is if I run into okay. you in Chicago Is it okay to ask for an autograph? Um, you yes, of course. You don't have to answer that. Um, why doesn't Why doesn't Anna post daily Insta stories from beautiful Chicago? We really miss her. Do you not post daily Insta stories oh. from beautiful Chicago? <laughs>
1: uh, so to be To be To be honest, I really feel like I've been um, very active on social media, um, much more than I've done in the past. So um, I really try to share everything, but also sometimes my days are not like that. Interested, like I just do yoga, I like to read, maybe walk, and so on. So it's not very different day to day. (laughs)
0: Hot hot yoga, or or, uh, you you found a studio you like? No, no, absolutely not. Has I know she's in Chicago, but has she traveled elsewhere around the Midwest? If so, where have you traveled elsewhere? I
1: haven't been anywhere yet. I do want to travel to some places because there are so many beautiful cities that I haven't visited yet, and um, also on the West Coast and sort of like um, in the middle of America, but um, hopefully I'll have more time. Now, the last couple of months, I've been traveling too much um, for my work, so I, I'm like happy to just spend some time in Chicago. I,
0: I think it's so funny, though. You're, you're getting a very different—I I say this as someone who grew up in the Midwest. Chicago in the summer is, is terrific. Um, if if you're there in the winter, it's, it's a bit of a different experience, but, uh, great, great American city. Um, how do you like watching your husband compete? Is it hard for you to watch him?
1: Um, I like to watch. I really, really enjoy. I go to every game um, at home and, um, just sometimes it's very hard when they sort of he keep chatting around and then when they <laughs> fall, I like every time my heart <laughs> stops because I'm so not used to the contact sport. But, um, yeah, but he sort of told me, like, if it's really serious, I normally do that. I'm like, okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, no one ever dives in uh, no one ever dives in MLS. Uh, here, wait, I've gotten good. two, two about you and commentary. I think we've got a theme here. People want to see you, uh, people want to see you broadcasting. Um, are, we asked you this: Are you a good cook? People are really curious um, about your uh, life in Chicago.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a very, very good cook. I don't mind cooking, but I love like um, doing some baking. I do like um, like organic raw kind of desserts. I do like great smoothies. I I really do great like omelets. I do like I, I can do basically everything. I can't really grill well. I, I, that's one thing that I can't do, but like anything in the oven, I'm okay.
0: You want me to tell you a secret about grilling? It's yes. not—it's not cooking. Grilling is just playing okay, with gr- grilling's just and, playing with toys. And
1: grilling, exactly, and grilling is a man's job. Anyway, I grew up my dad grilling my whole life, and so for me, grilling is a man's job.
0: <laughs> um, all right, I want you to write this down. This is not a question. Okay. Uh, you you and your husband are going to play whirly ball. It's like bumper car basketball. It's a Chicago thing, and it's be- beer is usually involved. Um, but it's you okay. you can't live in Chicago and not play whirly ball, and and you need okay. to go you need to go to Second City, and take okay. take a road trip to Wisconsin. That's that's those are my Midwest tips. But uh, it's okay. I mean can, can I ask you a serious question? Are are you um you know and this this is not meant politically, but as someone who has traveled the world but but grew up in Europe, are are you aware of just what an unusual period this is in American history? I mean, is is that something that you you are sensing how strange it is out yes. there right now? Yes,
1: yes, you're sensing that basically everywhere you go, and um, it's really
0: in the air. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm, I'm. I think it's great you're in Chicago. It's it's a fun. You know, New, New York is New York, but it's not really America. I mean, Chicago is really geographically but also i think culturally it's real it's real america in a way that say cincinnati is as well but uh boy are you here during yeah. a strange time in uh, in american history um
1: yeah uh, very strange it feels actually a little
0: bit unreal we'll see where the train goes um this was great this was a lot of fun are you you'll be at the open
1: um, yeah, actually, I'm going to be there the weekend before I have some commitments with Adidas. So, um, yeah, I'll be there for that weekend.
0: <laughs> anything else you want people, you know, anything else you want people out there? You have a lot of fans. Any, any, Anything else you want people to know?
1: Oh, thank you so much. No, I really appreciate all the support. And I'm sure they'll be seeing me around. And I'm sure I'll do some guest appearance and some kind of commentating sometimes. <laughs>
0: but but we should not hold our breath for the 2019 unretirement Mani Ivanovich comeback, correct?
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: um, this was oh. great. This was a lot of fun. I uh, I appreciate this. And uh, I hope hope we see you at the Open.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. And um, yeah, see you soon. I mean, it's coming around the corner. The time really flies.
0: Four weeks, but en- enjoy the Midwest.
1: Yeah, thank you. We'll do. We'll check out these things. Thank you for suggestions.
0: All right. Take care. Thanks, Anna. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: Thank you. All right. That does it for this week. Thanks so much to our guest, Anna Ivanovich. Really enjoyed that conversation. I think it's quite easy to see why she. Uh, was and remains so popular. Um, one of those players that just enhances the uh, the culture out there. Good to see her discovering the great Midwest, Jamie Lasanti. Thanks to you too, our trusty producer Jamie. Again, that was a um, that was a suggestion one of you has. Why don't you guys get on Ivanovich on the podcast? That is uh, just goes to show your suggestions are not only uh, appreciated. Sometimes they're acted upon. So keep the suggestions coming. Um, Also, I I was going to point this out last week. We had a, um, you know, I try to, my job is to interview and stay on the edit side of the uh, church and state divide, such as it still exists. But uh, we had an inquiry from a potential sponsor, and I was able to pass that on to our ad folks. So if you're interested in sponsorship, I suspect. uh, that can uh, be discussed further. I'm not the one to do it, but happy to take inquiries and put them in the hands of the right people. Uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. That is this week's SI slash tennis channel tennis podcast. Um, we've got a bunch of guests lined up for the rest of the summer. Rod Laver among them, a prominent broadcast personality who enjoys tennis and um, keep the suggestions coming. You can get this on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcasts are sold. Have a good week, everyone. We'll do it in seven days.